You're listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey, The Good, The Bad, and The Branding with Danielle Clem, the weekly podcast created for fellow entrepreneurs, whether just starting out, established in your business, or simply testing out the waters. We're here to put the real back in entrepreneurial reality. Each episode guides you through the different paths walked and lessons learned by fellow bosses, how they got through it, and tips that got them there sprinkled in with a little business branding and a whole lot of heart. One question is, are you ready to dive in? Here's your host, designer, marketer, and frequent iced coffee drinker, Danielle Clem. Hey everyone, Danielle here. Just a quick friendly heads up before we get started that we have a community over on Facebook created for women just like you called the Female Biz Journey Insider Group. So you can find that over on Facebook and it'll be down in the show notes here to help you with any extra info, resources, or anything else that the guests or myself want to throw at you. So if that sounds good to you, then head over there and we can talk a little bit more. Now let's get started with the show. Hey guys, today we have on Christine Nicole, who is an international transformation expert, energy healer, and spiritual business coach. She is also the founder and formulator of Body Cherish Natural Skincare and is on a mission to empower women to achieve vibrant health and well-being in their mind, body, and spirit. Welcome to the show, Christine. Oh, I am so excited to be here. Hi everyone, and thank you so much for having me, Danielle. Thank you. I'm so excited for you to be here and just let us know about your journey and uh, all the stuff that you've learned in between that because I think you have some amazing insight. So, oh, thank you. <laughs> so I love to begin this show usually with the beginning of your journey and then end uh, with the present and future. So okay. if we can start out a little bit about um, telling us how you grew up to kind of what led you wanting to go down this path. Okay, that's a great question. So I would love to share with the audience. I grew up in a town in Alberta, Canada, and I grew up with really the status quo of expectation, thinking, well, I'm probably going to go to university and get a corporate career and get married and white picket fence, right? And as uh, what I call divine orchestration would have it, I was really led down an alternative path. So although I did go to university and get that corporate job and you know, get that white picket fence um, throughout my 20s, I found that the work I was in was no longer satisfying me. It wasn't lighting me up from the inside. I wasn't feeling passionate about it. And I didn't really believe in it. And this, this contrasting experience of not feeling fulfilled in my life, in my career, was taking place at the same time as I was having a lot of skincare challenges, it seemed like no matter how much money I spent on expensive skincare, I would still get acne or dry patches or eczema or even allergic reaction like hives all over my body. And so it really got me curious about, well, what is in this skincare and is it even healthy for my skin and why isn't it making my skin look better? And so while working in my corporate job, I found myself studying at nighttime about uh, natural skincare about healthy ingredients. And I came to learn, wow, I actually have the ability to make my own natural skincare. And so I guess you could say that's kind of how the, the seeds started to develop is I had, um, an unfil- unfulfilling current career I was in. I was having skin challenges. I wasn't satisfied in and an ever going, ever growing thirst for more knowledge about natural skincare. 
that's that's amazing. I mean, it's great to hear too. I think as you can probably agree with this too, is that your external environment, like your skin literally was breaking out because you're wanting to break out of your traditional corporate world uh, job. Oh, so interesting how you describe it that way. Yes, absolutely. My skin was rebelling against me. And further to that, even my body, I had developed uh, something called chronic neuropathic pain, and it would radiate from my neck all the way down my right arm. And I had it for the entire nine years I was in that job. Oh so it's like my heart and soul knew I wasn't meant to be there because get this, Danielle, within two weeks of quitting fully the corporate job to commit fully to my heart-driven career path, within just two weeks, I completely resolved that chronic pain that had been part of my life for almost 10 years. That's amazing. (laughs) It really is amazing. Sometimes I have to remind myself about, wow, you can use your right arm comfortably. You can write with a pen again. You can put on makeup without it hurting your arm so much. So yeah, it's interesting how our body can communicate to us when we're not necessarily aligned with our higher calling or the path that we're more destined to, to be on. Yes, it's 100% true. Uh, it's funny too that you mentioned that because I actually, as a, a month or two ago, I started to have really uh, gnarly shoulder pains, like right in um, the shoulder blade itself. And whenever I'd go to get a massage, the massage therapist would say, every time I try and go for it, it just sneaks underneath it. And (laughs) it was one of the most uh, annoying and irritating pains I've had. But I realized it was mostly from the stress or the, when I was straying away from what I should be doing, you know, what I want to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not surprised to hear that. And I think a lot of Uh, listeners right now are probably thinking, oh my gosh, maybe that's why I'm having the back pain, or maybe that's why I seem to have these headaches, or so on and so forth. Exactly, and I'd love to know too, so you're talking about when you were going through this corporate world and uh, trying to like learn skincare on the side, was there ever like that one moment where you're like, okay, I'm committing, I am, um, I'm breaking away from the corporate world, I'm fully committing to what I want to do, was there any type of like one day you're just like, this is it? Absolutely. Oh, gosh, I have a story for you. So (laughs) (laughs) so let's go back uh, several years. So five years ago, I was going through a very, very challenging time in my life. So of course, I was still in the corporate job, but I was also going through uh, a divorce. And it was just it was like one thing after another was happening. And it was on my 29th birthday while going through the divorce and this, that, and the other, I actually fell down my stairs and I sustained a traumatic brain injury. I lost consciousness. I fractured my skull. And the subsequent outcome of that is I got anosmia because a portion of my brain that got damaged took away 100% my ability to smell. So I have no ability to smell whatsoever. I have not smelled anything for five years. And this is kind of a roundabout story to explain how my idea really came through is is that following the loss of my smell in the subsequent months and ongoing years, my body developed a heightened sensitivity to energy, to energy around me, my environment. I 
I became a very highly sensitive person and I strengthened my empathic traits of really, really feeling even how other people were feeling around me. And I was led down this alternative lifestyle where I got into energy healing. So I'm a Reiki practitioner and crystal healer, but I wouldn't have even gotten into those alternative therapies if it wasn't for my own heightened sensitivity to energy. And I wouldn't have had a heightened sensitivity to energy if it wasn't for losing my sense of smell because I believe in my heart, in my soul, that my body had to adapt and increase one uh, one trait to make up for the loss of another, right? Or to increase mm-hmm. one, one um, sense to make up for the loss of another. And so uh, with um, being a lot more into crystal healing I, I I basically developed this this love affair for crystals I just love being around them working with them I felt the energy of them I love to take them to bed with me put them in my pillowcase tuck them in my bra meditate with them you name it I was like this crystal crazy lady <laughs> but well fast forward okay so that was five years ago that that traumatic brain injury and then and then I'm still behind the scenes researching skincare, figuring out how to make my own, just kind of learning about uh, what actually goes into products I'm buying. And then simultaneous to all of that, it was November 15th, 2014. Okay, so mm-hmm. this was maybe about three and a half years ago now. So I was on a two-week long road trip. I was uh, camping the majority of it anywhere from Alberta all the way down to the southern states I was on this trip and I had just finished a day of exploring the Grand Canyon so I was just submerged in nature really absorbing the beauty and the inspiration around me really detached from the 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 typical life of my corporate job I was just submerged in a completely different lifestyle and so I was really open to receiving an inspired idea you could say and so that night um I drove from the Grand Canyon and I was driving into Sedona and they say Sedona is this very spiritual place where mm-hmm. there's energy vortices and you can actually receive these inspired ideas boom right into your crown and that is exactly what happened to me so I was driving it was late at night there was a windy road I was entering the beautiful city of Sedona and it hit me like a lightning bolt I got the idea the idea was I absolutely have to go forward and make my own organic body butters, but what's going to be the driving force and the inspiration and the the, 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 the courage to bring this idea to life is my love affair of crystals and how I was going to add crystal energy, crystal essences to all the products. So the idea was make organic body butters, but also prepare your own gemstone or it's sometimes called crystal essences and mix it into the product so that when people are applying it onto their body, their skin, their face, they're also connecting to the healing high vibrations of the crystal or the crystal essence. So at the time, the idea was just body butters with the crystal energy. But since then, the skincare line has now included an incredible facial line bath care candles you name it but the um, commonality between every product is that I blend it with gemstone essences or crystal energy I love that and I was actually going to ask you that too I wondered I've heard of this before I think I have one or two gemstone um, with like sprays so there's like little um, bits of it at the bottom to help with that kind of thing and I wondered um, if you do the same for your products and I love that that you actually help infuse the energy in there versus 
um, yep. just having it be the the butter or the the product on its own. Yeah, absolutely. And that highlights the vision and mission of my company. It really is to empower women to achieve vibrant health and well-being in their mind, body, and spirit. So it's not just a product. There's such a more powerful why behind it. I love the idea of someone putting the skincare on or the facial care on feeling like, oh, this is a little gift I'm treating myself. This is something I'm doing to cherish cherish body cherish is the name <laughs> cherish my body right and it turns the the self-care more into a beauty ritual a time where you're having this sacred experience with yourself rather than a chore or rather than it coming from a critical vantage point of oh I wish I looked better or I wish I looked prettier no it's like oh I love myself so I'm going to treat myself to this beauty beauty treasure I'm going to cherish my body right mm-hmm I wonder too, um, when people, cause I'm, I'm assuming you obviously get a lot of reviews for this. I wonder what's like the biggest, um, result you see a lot of your, uh, clients have with this. Ooh, well for sure everyone notices a skin improvement, but where I probably receive the most joy is that women are really responding well to the underlying why behind it, which is to inspire radical self-love. So women will say, message me on Instagram or on Facebook and say things like, oh, I just love using my facial ritual kit. You know what? I look forward to the day I put the mask on or I love how I feel when I'm using the scrub in the shower. So they, they talk to me more about the excitement of how they feel while using it and and secondary to that is like yes and it's it's awesome I, I get an, a result as well my skin looks better but they're enjoying the experience and that's what I th- th- that that's everything it's like we want to feel good right why do we yes. buy something yes we're buying a product why do we buy a service yes we're buying a service but it's all in an effort to feel better on some level and so I really believe my products are supporting women feel good Yes, and I actually have a question for you, which I think might be a little bit difficult, but I I love to hear your thoughts, is if people were just getting into crystals, what would you think would be the top three that they should buy first? Oh, that's not a difficult response for me at all, because I'm (laughs) going to tell you something that may be surprising. So the average crystal healer might say, oh, your go-to stones would be rose quartz, citrine, and amethyst, or smoky quartz Mm -hmm. even, right? These classic ones, readily available, affordable price. But my answer is what crystal works best with one person. It's going to be different for everyone. So this is where you can't make a mistake. Honestly, your inner wise guide, your innate, your, 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 your wisdom inside your intuition, it knows what's best for you. So if you're listening, simply go to the rock shop, go to the crystal shop, find one in your, in your city and walk around and trust that the one that catches your eye and the one that for some reason you want to reach out and pick up and hold, that's the one for you, right? You're going to be drawn. You're going to feel something called resonance to the one that's going to be of best service for you. So don't actually worry about researching which is good for what. Simply go there and see which one calls you toward it. And then what you can do to have fun is go home research it, type it into Google, find out some of its metaphysical properties. That's going to highlight how it helps you on a mind, body, and spirit, and psychological level. And then you're going to discover, oh my God, this is actually perfect for me. How did, how did I pick out the most perfect stone for me? And then you're going to realize, wow, you have this 
innate wisdom that actually is drawn to what is best for you, built inside. Yes, I love that too. I think it's a lot um, more aligned with what you're supposed to be getting rather than just choosing the ones that people tell you to do. Exactly. And it takes it, some people want it to be so prescriptive, kind of like a pharmaceutical, but no, 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 we're all different. And where rose quartz might be amazing for someone, someone else might be drawn to and wildly in love with Larimar. For example, I love Larimar and Apothelite, but those aren't the most common classic stones out there. Yes, I love that too. It's really helping you see and take a step into yourself rather than going outwards. So I appreciate that. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And I actually want to take a step back then with this is when you were kind of diving into skincare, uh, what what kind of made you want to add in the coaching aspect of it too? Like the spiritual business coach. I'd love to hear that. Oh, uh, my pleasure. So I was running my skincare on the side while working full time for a solid year and a half. And during that year and a half, I was also doing my Reiki and crystal healing practice. And throughout that whole journey, I really learned how to capture the essence of what I wanted to bring to life. So I had a good understanding of how to bring forth the message, how to bring forth the why, and how to really brand it effectively that the person coming across it will really understand the essence of it they'll 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 be attracted to it at least the right customer right because you're not going to be everyone's you're not going to be right for everyone but but you don't want to be right for everyone you want to be irresistible to your dream client or your dream customer so I had a really good flair for being able to build brand and launch my skincare and energy healing services to the public and and really capture the essence of it, everything from um, the social media to the newsletters to the the in-person markets to the online sales, you name it. And I got it to a point where I w- was able to make the decision, okay, now I'm going to quit fully my corporate job. And that gave me the, the, the firsthand experience knowing what is required to take an inspired idea and actually bring it into your new reality to actually translate it into your new career path. So it's not just a one day, maybe, or that would be nice, but no, hey, there is this process. And if you follow it, you can take your idea to to life, right? And so I get so much joy working with my clients, nurturing their inspired ideas and helping guide them to the necessary steps so they too can unhook from their unsatisfying nine to five and start doing work that they are so passionate about. But the commonality with all of the women I work with is it offers in some shape or form a positive impact to this world, Mm -hmm. whether it be on a mass scale or even just to one individual's life, it's still offering positive impact. Those are hands down my favorite clients to work with because they care so deeply about what they do and you can see the result as well. Absolutely. And then it's this beautiful mutual exchange of energy. You're filling, you're, you're helping fill up their cup, but you seeing their results is filling your cup back up and you're never getting depleted by working with them. You just honestly love working together. Oh, a hundred percent. I have a couple of clients like that as well, who I love dearly. And I think it'd be interesting too, is because you, you started this, I mean, you've 
technically started two companies because of the coaching and the skincare. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, how was the transition with your friends and family when you moved into this different role? That is such a good question. And it's so I'm so glad you're asking that for the listener to to really be prepared for what could happen, mm-hmm. right? Because this is where I honestly was the only person in my, um, so, so in terms of my in-person circle of influence, I was the only person who had such crazy, wild aspirations. I didn't have any friends and I definitely didn't have any family members who ever considered going down this path. It seemed really absurd, especially to my family members, right? Um, I, I, you could, you know how there's a black sheep of the family. I'm definitely like the rainbow sheep of the family. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally different. I'm into all the spiritual stuff, but, but that's okay. And here's the thing. When you share your inspired idea to someone who doesn't believe, okay, I really want to like have you hear this. If you share your inspired idea to someone who doesn't believe that they could manifest their own inspired idea to someone who doesn't believe that they could pull off something like that, they're going to have an exceptionally hard time believing in you or supporting you or cheering you on or being like, yeah, of course you can do it. So you might go to them wanting to hear like your cheerleader squad say, oh my God, so exciting. But just remember their doubt or their criticism or their fear and worry about what you're about to embark on. It's not a reflection of whether or not you can do it. It's only a mere reflection of their belief about their ability. And that's why you have to be very conscientious of who you share your ideas with. And more importantly, whose opinion you actually take to heart. Because everyone thought I was crazy. Why would I quit a corporate job where I made seven grand a month? Why would I quit a corporate job that took me five and a half years of university with a fat pension and all of the benefits and all of the security. And here's the thing, I did it because in my heart and soul, I knew I was meant for something more. I knew that life could be deeply fulfilling, but it required me taking that radical leap of faith. And if I had held back based on other people's fears of me not being successful, I'd still be at that former job, I'd still be miserable, I'd still be in chronic pain for that matter. Yes, I think that's, that's one of the reasons why I asked this too is because I think a lot of people when you're just starting out or even when you're in business for a year or two, you really want to have your support system, you know, your family, your friends, you want them to be supportive of what you do and really understand it. But nine times out of 10, it's usually not that case. And it's not towards them at all. They're not trying to be, uh, you know, unsupportive or malicious. It's more mm-hmm. of just they literally can't wrap their head around it. You hit the nail on the head. It's not to be malicious. It's just because they are lacking the internal belief in themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's crucial for a startup entrepreneur to do whatever is possible to flood their own consciousness with examples of women, what I call at your level or higher. Give yourself examples, even if you don't have them in real life. Give yourself examples of women online who are doing what you want to do or already at a higher level of success than you. Watch them, sign up for their newsletter, attend their webinars, see what they're up to, and you're going to be influenced by them. It's going to shift you not only um, on a conscious level, but on a subconscious level, you're going to start to create new belief systems about what is truly possible for you. 
Um, during the process of me quitting, I was enrolled in my own mentorship program and it cost me a good amount of money. I invested $10,000 into it. And the women who I was working with, they're women who were at a higher level of success in business than me, but I needed them on my circle of influence to trigger me to grow and expand beyond where I was when the people in my immediate circle weren't at uh, my level or higher. So they, they didn't have the ability to trigger me to grow and take those bold, crazy leaps of faith. I am so glad you mentioned that too, because um, I, I think it's been a month or so I hired my business coach and I can say without a shadow of a doubt that she has helped me be more out of my comfort zone than I ever thought possible because everyone thinks that they can do it on their own at first or they think that you know you can build your own growth which some people can however a lot of us need that external accountability or support or even like role models to really understand like yes I can do this and have people around you who can help show you how 100% and I'm gonna even take uh, the bold statement of saying the most sex the most successful people in business actually always have been willing to invest in themselves, mm -hmm. to learn more, to grow, to, to expand. Um, when I think back about, like I've always had different programs I'm in or mentors or this, that, or the other, and each one of them has also had their own program or mentor. And let's talk about Oprah Winfrey. At any given point in time, I think she has five different personal coaches in her life. Mm -hmm. So successful people know that the key to success is investment back into themselves, back into their ability to grow and flourish beyond where they currently are at. I love that because it's true. I mean, I think it was um, one of the business women that I really appreciate is uh, Amy Porterfield, and she has... I think a seven figure business now and she still is in a mastermind and she's still doing these type of things because you need that accountability and you need those people even exactly Oprah Winfrey of all people she has <laughs> yeah. literally multiple people helping her so I love that you mentioned that and I think it's great for everyone to know too is that in your business you're not supposed to do this alone and there's a reason why when you take so many courses there's a good chance that you're probably not going to be able to finish all of them because you don't have that external accountability or support that you get with like a small group or a one-to-one -one. absolutely you hit, you hit the nail on the head with that one yeah, and it's something that I think a lot of people have a problem with starting out. You you realize it once you get more into business, but a lot of people try and gather um, as many uh, courses as you can, like in any video game when you're trying to get all the coins or trying to get all the courses you can do. And the hard part is that it's not always beneficial to do that. It's actually kind of harmful because you overwhelm yourself with all of that. Mm -hmm. And there's – oh, I'm sorry. You can go. Oh, I was going to say it's it's shiny object syndrome. You mm -hmm. get like, oh, what's over there? Oh, I'm going to go over there and do that. Oh, oh, but look at this thing. I, I should get that too. And, and it's like, wait a minute. Have you actually completed the last shiny object you came across? And did you implement what you learned with that last endeavor, right? Yes, I love that. And I think this would be an awesome transition too is now we've talked a little bit about the external part. When you started this uh, business, especially for skincare and coaching, that's it was completely different than what you were doing before. What mm -hmm. was your internal struggles? Did you have any kind of like mindset shifts you had to do or limiting beliefs you had to go through? That's a great question. And yes, for sure I did. Um, 
what comes to mind with one of the internal struggles, this one's going to be more for the coaching, is I had to work on my own belief systems. Um, I had to actually work on my own ancestral imprint and my view on money and Mm -hmm. my my own self-worth pertaining to money and what I could charge my services for. And what I mean is I kind of grew up in a culture where you work per hour, that your worth is based on your hour of time. And I had to totally reframe that, that mindset to charging or asking my clients to invest based on the value of transformation and lifelong results they're going to get because of the program I offer, because of the services I offer. So working through that initial uncomfortable feeling, well, am I really going to ask them this much money? What would that equate to per hour? Really letting go of that and realizing, no, it's not what I offer them per hour. It's looking at the lifelong impact, the lifelong value of them being aligned with their new dream career path, feeling fulfilled and happy every day of their life. That actually doesn't even have a value because that's priceless, right? And that, that gives working through that gave me permission to price accordingly accordingly. Yes, I think that's so it's so appropriate too cuz I'm actually doing a challenge in 2 weeks all about uh, helping people move past some of their like uh, money stories and their negative stories because I notice a lot of my clients too who um you know they are amazing people but the thing is a lot of them once I give them a website or brand that they fall in love with that's when all of your uh limiting beliefs pop up because then you have nothing else to hold you back you know yes absolutely absolutely and yeah we we receive so much um imprint on how we interpret money from how our parents talked about it how their parents talked about it how social media talks about it and when we realize we have a story running that's not even ours that's just been imprinted from other people we become empowered to create a new story, a new perspective about money. And I take it a step further. I don't even call money money with my clients. We call it monergy to realize <laughs> that it's just a current of energy and it's our perception on it that gives it a positive charge or negative charge. I love that so much. <laughs> I love that so, so much. I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> um Yes, it's actually great, too. I'm actually reading. You've probably read it. Um, you Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Of course. Yes, it's so good. Fantastic book. So I completely <laughs> agree with that as well. And I think it'd be amazing, too, for people to hear. Uh, when, you, when you're going through this, I know you've had so many lessons, as we all do when we start our business. But is there something that you would tell yourself just starting out, like one or two things that would just you'd want to tell yourself going back that uh, you needed to hear? Oh, yes. I I have a a few thoughts on that. So one thing is the most important thing you're going to possess with with starting out your business, with taking it from idea to your real life reality. The most important fundamental thing you must possess beyond anything else is your belief, your belief in your ability. So it's more important, and this might sound like, oh, of course it's important to believe in my ability, but 
because here's the thing, an entrepreneur is going to hit so many roadblocks and challenges and frustrating nights and moments where you're going to be brought to tears and want to throw your laptop out the window. Let's just be honest here. Mm -hmm. But what's going to be the driving force that ensures you don't give up? What's going to be the driving force that ensures you don't quit and say, well, I tried and it just didn't work for me, right? Most people... Most people aren't willing to try and then a smaller segment are willing to try, but then they'll quit upon the first major setback. Yep. And then you kind of keep we- weeding out more and more people, more startup entrepreneurs will keep dropping off and who ascends to the top and actually gets to that point where they're the next guest interviewed on Marie Forleo's program, mm-hmm. right? How do, how do you ascend to the top and get that spot? It was your sheer belief that you could do it, that you could pull it off because what that's going to afford you is the ambition to keep going for it, even when it's tough. And even when it appears like you fail, right? Thomas Edison attempted to get the light bulb going. I think it was something like 10,000 attempts. And imagine if he gave up on the 900th or, or the 9,999, right? Yep. He didn't. He kept going. So your belief, doing whatever is necessary to boost your belief, and that might mean investing in someone to help you cultivate a deeper belief. <laughs> yes, I 100% agree with that. And then another thing is, um, and this kind of ties into that belief, is, is knowing projects, things, endeavors, whatever it is, they usually are always going to take more time than you anticipate. Yes. And yeah, you see right, right away. You're like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's important for you to know that so that when that does end up happening, you don't feel like a failure or you don't feel like something's wrong with you. Like you're not fast enough or you didn't do a good enough job. Know that every entrepreneur comes across this. They think it's going to take a month and it takes three months. They think it's going to take a year and it's two years later. And don't view that as you're not cut out for it. Just view that as you have to now remind yourself of your belief to keep trying and keep on going. Yes, I think it's very true. And even with uh, one of the quotes that came to mind when you said that was with Tony Robbins, a lot of people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. So good. Right? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. And then and then there's, there's one more thing that comes to mind, and this is what I really – Uh, encourage with my own clients I work with is create a large enough container of possibility for what you actually want to create. Because so often our society has taught us to say, make your goal smaller to avoid disappointment. Almost like, well, if you want to be a millionaire, don't actually admit you want to be a millionaire. Say you'll be happy if you just make 100K to avoid disappointment of not being a millionaire, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. You're only going to achieve what you create a container of possibility for. So if one of my clients, she's um, a startup skincare formulator herself. So I've been working with her, build branding and launching her skincare. And we just did a, um, a launch for her new hair care. And I asked her, what will you be happy with? What is your goal of how many sales you have when we're done the launch of the hair care? And she said, oh, gosh, I'll be happy if I just sell one bottle. And I said, "Okay, that's where the problem is, because you just created a container of possibility that says you'll be happy if you sell $24 of product. 
So I worked with her and said, let's create a container possibility because if you're happy with one bottle, you will only sell one bottle. So we crunched some numbers and figured out the container of possibility. And then we, and what's, what happens is when you create a larger goal, it's going to subconsciously guide you to take the next necessary action steps that will actually allow that larger goal to take place. So she created a larger goal rather than $24, it was for something like 587. Mm -hmm. And then we did the steps and we kept pushing it until she hit the goal. And she came in on launch day, just a couple dollars shy of the new container of possibility that she never would have hit if she said, I'd be happy if I just, Mm -hmm. let's not do it just, let's give it bigger. And even if you don't hit the larger container of possibility in year one, there's no saying you can't hit it in year two, right? Yes, it's it's so true that people really, you know, it's not it's not bad to have um, you think that something's going to happen all at once. However, whenever you're doing a new business, especially since, as you know, with any kind of new business, every single thing you're doing is new to you. Every single thing, like even though some of it Absolutely. might be ingrained, like coaching for you is like it's still it's always been a part of you. But you didn't know how to formulate skincare when you were born. Like there are certain parts of it that people, like you said, they overestimate what they can do. But a lot of people, when it comes to like the financial stuff, underestimate what they can actually yeah. do. And it comes down to also permission. Give mm-hmm. yourself permission to dream bigger. As an entrepreneur, you might say, well, I'll be happy just to work for myself that as long as I just make enough money to make ends meet, then you're only going to manifest enough money to make ends meet. And I, I can say this from experience. When I was leading up to quitting, I was saying, well, I'll be happy if I just make 3K a month, just enough to cover my bills, just as long as I'm working for myself. And then I realized, wow, I'm my biggest limitation. My container of possibility is so small that I'm only going to hit that 3K. So I did something big, wild and crazy. I created a much larger target of possibility. And then lo and behold, I was guided to actions to smash that target. And then the next month I created a different target of possibility. I smashed it. And so right now we're in April. So I've been free from corporate for, I'm going on my 13th month and I've grown my income from the initial goal of 3K months, just enough to to make ends meet to the new container of possibility, which is between 10 to 14,000 a month. That's amazing. That's in... So, so, so let's just let's go back to that within 13 months of quitting corporate of implementing the new container possibility honoring my belief going for it no matter the setbacks no matter the hiccups honoring the the belief the drive governing it all I've grown it from the 3k month to the 10 to 14k month right and the great thing too which I think you'll agree with is after you set that container, you didn't just wait around and hope for it to happen. You made an actual plan for it. Exactly. And that's the thing. Where where would the plan happen without realizing, well, I guess I got to get my ducks in a row. We're, we're, we're expanding this month. And mm-hmm. something that can help with that is figuring out, well, let's say you do want to make, um, let's say your goal is to make uh, the five-figure month. Well, what does that equate to per per day what how much income would you actually how much money monergy would you be drawing to yourself per day to hit that so so my initial goal was okay within one year of quitting I want to hit my first 
100K. So that's a pretty lofty goal for your first year of working for yourself. But I figured out that meant $8,333 per month. And that meant something like, I think it was $283 per day. Mm -hmm. And then I did what was necessary to, on average, be hitting that target per day. Right? Yeah. No, it's 100% true is once you reverse engineer it, it makes life a thousand times easier because you can see it. I think that's the hard part with people is that they they put out the number and they can't see how to actually go out and get it. Oh, you said a a phrase I love, reverse engineer it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Figure out your dream and then backpedal it. What needs to take place to support that? Yeah. And that's true to anything. I think any new project, any launch, really anything in business, it's the best thing you can probably do. So I want to kind of uh, be able to wrap this up with one or two last questions. So okay, my first one, because you you hit it on the head with the branding, I'd love to know your branding process. Ooh, so my brand, well, first of all, since I'm, since I'm what I call a heart driven entrepreneur, or I use a phrase called soulpreneur, because it's really coming from my heart and soul, what I want to do. The women I work with, they're also solopreneurs, heart-driven entrepreneurs. And so typically the the clients that I'm working with, what they're bringing to life, we could even dare say is part of their sole purpose. And and with the branding process of bringing someone's sole purpose to life, I mean, that's a that sounds like a pretty big endeavor to do. But here's the thing. We're all alive and breathing. So we all have a sole purpose, a reason for being here. And I believe so strongly that our sole purpose is tied very tightly to the very challenges and adversities that we've been faced in our own life. So bringing the branding message to life, I, I, I capture almost how someone's pain can be transmuted to their purpose. So let's say, well, I'm going to give you an example. So my company is called Body Cherish. And I'm all about empowering women to inspire radical self-love, you know, feeling good about themselves, mind, body, spirit, all of that. But where where did that drive, that, that, that essence of the company, that big why, where did that even come from? It came from my own adversity of living so many years of my life doing the opposite of cherishing myself. I used to neglect myself. I used to have a really unhealthy lifestyle. And I used to actually suffer in my 20s. I developed an addiction to alcohol. Mm -hmm. And so I had a lot of pain in my story. I had a lot of unhealthy lifestyle habits in my story. But my journey, my transformation to overcome those is what taught me how to cherish my body, how to love myself, how to treat myself with kindness, how to treasure myself. And so you feel that message ooze straight through into the skincare branding about loving oneself, about taking good care of oneself. And so there has to be a stronger why. And so to, I guess to kind of summarize it with with even uh, listeners um, hearing this, don't try and present yourself as perfect and don't try and look at aspects of your journey as things that make you less good but look at it as actually your fuel that you can turn into your product or your service to make it resonate with someone who does want to work with you or buy something from you they don't want something from someone who doesn't understand where they've been they want something that they can relate to and that um, inspires them at a deeper level 
Yes, and as you might hear in the background, all, my landscapers are just here doing the lawn mowing, <laughs> so it's perfect timing to try and uh, finish the last question. So uh, speaking of where you're at now in the present, is there anything that you're currently working on to give the audience a little taste on what they can look out for? Oh, uh, yes, I am working on a couple new programs. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, one of the new, so right now I run a program called Elevate Your Life, Become an Energetic Match to Your Deepest Desires and Wildest Dreams. But I'm making a new program that will be out at the end of this year called Become a Soulpreneur Success Story. So it's for women who already have that inspired idea and they're really looking to rocket it to the next level of success. I love that and I think it's gonna be fantastic. I love the first title too. That was, I love it. I can't wait to see more of what you do. And uh, thank you. Thank you. It was awesome having you on here. I think everyone will get a little taste of what they needed to hear in this episode. Oh, it's been a joy. It's been a pleasure. I am so grateful for this opportunity and I hope everyone, including you, has a beautiful day. Thank you and thank you so much again for coming on and you guys heard it here. Christine was fantastic and I, I can't wait for you guys to just listen to this over and over. <laughs> and uh, once again, thank you so much and I will talk to you all in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Female Entrepreneur's Journey with Danielle Clem. If you like our show and want to know more, check out the show notes to join in the Insiders Facebook group or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us next week for another dose of business, branding, and everything in between. See you then.